Hey, TC family, we're back again, and we're excited to be here with you today. We just dropped a brand new episode, and we're fired up that you're tuning in for it. But before we kick off, we want to remind you of a valuable resource, and that's our 24-7 helpline. You can call anytime, anywhere, day or night, and a Teen Challenge staff member will be on the other end waiting for your call. If you or a loved one need prayer or help with an addiction, call us right now at 888 888- 520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. We're excited because we're kicking off our Spiritual Emphasis 2022 series with our very own Executive Director, Ron Brown, as he shares a compelling and powerful message about how we can walk in the true identity, destiny, and calling that God has given us. And did you know that subscribing to this podcast is free? So please subscribe today if you haven't. We hope that it's a great resource to you and your friends and your family. God bless you today, my friends. The Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord with you and to have this time, these moments together. I just want to encourage you for the next few days, please listen to me now. You're going to encounter the living God. God is going to move into your neighborhood. You know that neighborhood we got going on in our head? He's going to move in with his voice and he's going to begin to speak peace. He's going to begin to speak healing and grace over your life. Our ears must be inclined to hear what he has to say. We want you to have fun and have a good time, but this is a serious moment that God has brought us together for such a time as this because he loves us. Did you know that God loves you? Hallelujah. Maybe you've already made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ and you're on the road of recovery and in your faith journey. Maybe you're still on the outside just kind of looking in, wondering what it's all about. God is right there with you. God has a plan and a purpose for which he creates every life. He says in 1 Peter 2.9 that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own peculiar and special people. He wants to to show forth the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Worship is not just a song, but it's a lifestyle that you live. Can somebody say amen? amen? See, there's a way that we have to posture ourselves when we're meeting with God. You can't just meet with God just any way that you want to. You have to come the way that he says to come. And he says, come with a humble heart. Come with a sincere prayer. And I will meet you right there in that place. And I will do miracles. How many of you believe that God does miracles? Hallelujah. God is a miracle working God. Amen. And he wants to work some miracles in your life. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Now when Solomon 
finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifice, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. What is this about? This is the dedication of the temple that Solomon built for the Lord, and he prayed this powerful prayer before the Lord of declaring that God was the one God and about his power and his goodness and the glory of God. Say with me, the glory of God. The glory of God came down like fire from heaven and consumed the burnt offering. This was back when in the Old Testament when they had animal sacrifices. I want you to know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. Now, we don't have animal sacrifices anymore because Jesus, the perfect lamb of God, gave his life once and for all, and he is the lamb of God. Can somebody say amen? Amen. But what we do have is we have the sacrifice of praise, which is our lips giving thanks. And so when you give praise and thanks to God, there is a fire and a glory of God that is released that comes to consume the praises of your lips. But see, when God comes and brings the fire of his glory, he makes us different. I think about the Apostle Paul when he was on the road to Damascus. He was tripping, y'all. He was going on a trip and he was totally tripping because he missed the point about who God was. Even though he was a trained rabbi, understood the Old Testament, but he did not know Jesus. And so he was tripping his way down to Damascus and then there was something that happened. The glory of God shone all around him And he fell down and said, Lord, who are you? When God's glory comes, it brings you into a new reality. Hallelujah. And that's what God brought you to Teen Challenge for, is to bring you into a new reality. Because we've been tripping on the wrong thing, but God wants us to be on a journey with him. We're not just going on a trip. We're going on a journey of faith and transformation that will be worked in us by the fire and the glory of God. But that faith and that fire is released through our own lips when you begin to worship and when you begin to praise. Hallelujah. Our theme this year is always pray. I want to submit to you that you probably have been praying more than you realize. Because every time you worship, it is a prayer to God. Even if you didn't understand the words, but you were in the choir saying, watermelon, watermelon. And every once in a while, you'll get a word, redeemed, uh, Jesus. And you will say that one real loud because you, you knew that word, hallelujah. I want you to know that that was a prayer that was going up to God and he heard it and he's prepared some fire and glory for your life. Hallelujah. 
Prayer is, has a twofold purpose. It's to request something from God wholeheartedly. How many of you requested something from God wholeheartedly? Lord, let the judge not, well, anyway, we won't go there. Amen. I know we wholeheartedly prayed that, you know. <laughs> but another part of the mindset and understanding of prayers, your prayers to request something wholeheartedly from God, but it's also, it means to utter from the heart through the mouth. To utter from the heart through the mouth. Say it with me. To utter from the heart through the mouth. So every time you open your mouth and your heart is connected with the words that you're speaking, you're praying to God. That can be in a song. That can be in a prayer. That can be in a rap. Y'all better hear me. Hallelujah. I heard some folks rapping up in here. And there was a heart that was connected to God and there was glory coming through the mouth. A spoken word. Hallelujah. Anything that's uttered from the heart through the mouth as a praise and worship to God. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, verse 9 through 13, you know our Father. This then is how you should pray, Jesus taught us and his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who, are, as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the whole evil one. Listen, I want you to know that it begins with worship and it ends with petition. It begins with worship and it ends with petition, but it's all prayer. Hallelujah. God wants us to be praying folks. And a lot of times we shy away from prayer because we think it's something we can't do. But you're doing it all the time. You're just singing along with the radio when you hear a Christian song. You're just singing. You're praying to God. Because what you're doing is you're giving him adoration. You're giving him praise. You're giving him worship. You're giving him glory. You're giving him a prayer. Hallelujah. Another definition for worship and praise. In Luke chapter 4, verse 8, it says this. When the devil was tempting Jesus in the wilderness. You remember the story? And he said, all the kingdoms of this world I'll give you if you just bow down and worship me. If you just bow down and pray to me. Who you been praying to lately? Hallelujah. But Jesus turned and said, you are to worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Listen, prayer and worship and serving goes together. Worship and serve. Say that with me. One more time. Worship and serve. Say it again. Worship and serve. See, the reason we must always pray is so that we will have the ability to serve in an acceptable manner before the Lord. The word worship means to fall to the ground 
in the presence of one who's in authority to plead your cause. Anybody ever fell to the ground on their knees and cried out from a deep place? From a deep place, God, I got to have some help. I can't stop living like this. I can't stop. I need some help. Anybody ever fell down and called out from a deep place? Hallelujah. That was worship. It means to fall to the ground in the presence of one in authority to plead a cause. In the natural, they do this with kings and queens, and they call them your worship because that, they feel that that king or that queen can do something for them. But I want you to know that the king of the universe, when you fall in his presence, he has all authority in heaven and in earth. Glory be to God. He has authority over your earth. Turn to someone and say, I'm made out of earth. And God has authority over me. He has authority over my life. He has authority over every circumstance. And so when we fall before him and we say, God, have mercy, help me in this situation, whatever it is, you are bowing before the authority of God. Now, there's another part of worship. Yes, it means to fall before the presence of one in authority, but also it means judgment. Say judgment. See, back in the day, major decisions were made at the gate or the entrance of a city. It was a place where people gathered together, and if they had a grievance of any kind, they would come before the elders of the city, and they would state their cause. Somebody took my land, or somebody stole one of my sheep, or whatever, and they were trying to get a justice for a grievance that had come against them. And then those who were elders of the city who sat at the gate, they would make a judgment to make you whole. Someone say, make you whole. How many people need to be made whole tonight? Hallelujah. And the judge will restore their life. He will restore the rightness of the wrongness that had been done to them. So when you pray, when you worship God, you call out from a deep place to one who's in authority, who's sitting at the gate of your life. Lift up your heads, oh you gates. Lift up your heads, you everlasting doors, and let the king of glory come in. Psalm 24. Hallelujah. So when you fall before the Lord and say, God, have mercy on me, he's sitting at the gate of your life and he's ready to restore your life and make everything all right. Y'all, I'm preaching real good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe you just came up here to came into Teen Challenge to satisfy your PO, but I want you to know that God has something else in mind. Hey! He brought you here to make you right because y'all know we've been wrong all our lives. But he's sitting at the gate of your life tonight and he says, if you call out and you bring your grievance before me, I will make it right. I will restore you. I will make you whole. That's what you came to spiritual emphasis for. He wants to make some things right. Hallelujah. 
He wants to restore you. Worship means to give dignity and honor and reputation and worthness to the one that you are extolling. Like in Revelation 5, when the elders bow before the throne and they say, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. I want you to know that Jesus is worthy tonight. Do you believe that? God is waiting to do something miraculous in your life. So, to fall down to the ground in the presence of one in authority, to plead your cause, and then he makes a judgment, a judicial decree at the gate to make you whole and to make things right. And out of that judgment, listen to me, out of that judgment, he gives strength. Someone says strength. Come on, say it again. Strength. See, not only does he make you right, but he gives you strength so that you can move forward and live in that rightness or that righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things that you need will be added to your life. So when you pray, when you worship, you call on one who has authority, hallelujah, and he makes a judgment at the gate of your life to make you right and then he gives you strength and power to live in that rightness. You know what that strength and that rightness looks like? It looks like a miracle. It's a marvel. It is a wonder. Hallelujah. How many of you want to see the wonders of the Lord? Hallelujah. So that's why you're here at Spiritual Emphasis. Thank you, dear brother. The reason that you're here is to plead your cause before the king of heaven who has all authority. He's sitting at the gate of your life. He's ready to make it all right and then impart to you grace and strength so that you can walk in the miracle life that God created for you. But it takes a seriousness. Someone say, I gotta be serious. Amen. I gotta take it serious. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 17 through chapter 5, verse 1, talks about this. It says that we are reminded to guard our feet when we go to the house of God and be ready to listen and not so quick to speak. Let me say that again. The writer of Ecclesiastes tells us, guard your feet when you go to the house of God and be ready to listen and not so quick to speak. The reason we know what to pray is because we know how to listen first. Hello? Listening is extremely important for us to know what to pray. Do you know exactly how to pray for the needs that you have? No. But Romans 8, 26 says that the Holy Spirit searches the heart of God and he knows the mind of God. And he prays the perfect will of God for you. And so when you go into the house of the Lord, go in a time and place and way of consecration. Say with me, consecration. In other words, 
I can jump up and down and bounce off the walls and have fun, but at the end of the day, I must have my heart consecrated, slowed down to a place that I'm ready and willing to listen to God. How many of you are ready and willing to listen to God? Then you will see miracles. You will receive miracles. You will receive miracles in your life. See, many times we go before God and we already prescribe and tell him how we want things to be answered. God, I want you to fix this about my wife. I want you to fix this about my kids. I want you to talk to my mom and my dad so they'll trust me again. I want, we, we, just, we have a laundry list of stuff that we're trying to tell God to do when he says, I just want you to come with a consecrated heart, fall before me, and then I will tell you how to pray. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Hallelujah. See, when God judges those situations that we bring before him, we need to hear from him how to pray before we begin to pray. Say with me, I must listen before I pray. One more time, I must listen before I pray. And God will speak to you. Hallelujah. He knows exactly what to do. This is the beginning of an amazing life-transforming few days that you're going to spend in the presence of the Lord. Just like the fire that consumed the sacrifice when Solomon dedicated the temple of the Lord, the fire and presence of the Holy Spirit will come to consume your worship and your prayers. Hallelujah. And then I want you to know that God is listening. Do you know he loves to hear your voice? God loves to hear from you. Your voice sounds real good to him. Hallelujah. Because he is not about whether you're in tune with your vocal cords. It's about whether you're in tune with your heart. Because prayer, whatever utters through the mouth that is connected to a heart that's crying out to a living God is a pleasing, pleasing thing to the Lord. Hallelujah. God brought you here to make some judgments about your life. When I use the word judgment, I'm talking about, not talking about judgment like to get you. But what he's doing is he's judging every crazy thing that the devil has tried to bring to you and he is removing it because he said it don't belong. It doesn't belong. It don't belong. It don't belong. It doesn't belong. That's the judgment that he's making. I'm putting truth and I'm taking away the lie. I'm putting freedom and I'm taking away the craving. Oh, y'all better hear me up in here. That's the judgment that he's making. He says, you're mine, says the Lord. And my desire is to see you free. He's going to make you a covenant keeper when, before you broke every vow you made. That's the judgment that God is making. No longer will you be one who breaks covenant, but you will keep your vows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has made some judgments about your life. And he brought you here because he wants you to hear the decree 
and the judgment and the word from him that sets you free indeed so that you will never go back and put the yoke of bondage on your neck again, but you will walk in the freedom for which he created you to live in. Hallelujah. So God is going to speak to you through a song. He's going to speak to you through messages. He's going to speak to you prophetically. He's going to speak to you through your brothers and sisters. God is going to speak to you, and he's going to be making righteous judgments about your life, putting you on the right path, in the right frame of mind, in the right thinking, walking in the right ways of the Lord, hallelujah, so that you will never get on the wrong path, and you will not be taking a trip, but you will be on a journey with the Lord Jesus Christ, a journey of faith, a journey of destiny, a journey of hope, a journey of purpose, a journey of restoration, a journey of goodness and love and light. That's why God brought you here. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what mode or method he used to get you here. <laughs> Could have been the strong arm of the law. Could have been mama saying, you ain't coming back up in the house. Hello. Could be the landlord that said, mm -mm, no rent, no house. But God brought you here to restore all that the enemy has taken from you. Hallelujah! Because Jesus Christ is the elder who sits at the gate of your life. And he's ready to make those judgments. No, I won't, I won't say he's ready. He's already made those judgments. And his judgment is whom the son sets free. I said, whom the sun sets free. I said, whom the sun sets free. Hallelujah. And so he's already made the judgment. Now he wants us to get into agreement with him. That's why we have to fall down and plead our cause and say, God, I don't want to have that crazy thinking anymore that causes me to run from you, but I want to run to you. Hallelujah. And so he said, okay, then there it is. I'm going to give you a right mind. I'm going to give you a mind to serve, a mind to worship, a mind to love, a mind to peace, a mind to joy, a mind to reconcile, a mind to forgive, a mind to be healed, a mind to move forward past any mountain that's standing in your way. Behold, what mountain is too difficult for God? There's nothing too difficult for him. Speak to the mountain, and the mountain will be removed and cast into the sea. How faith in God, have faith in have faith in God amen because y'all know we can't move that mountain on our own like people, I'm like, oh, I need some mountain moving faith, no you need a God that moves mountains that's what you need, oh, I need mountain moving faith, no we paying too much attention to the faith and we need to be paying attention to the one who gives the faith Hallelujah. So you need a God who moves mountain more than you need a mountain moving faith. Hey, brother, you got mountain moving faith? No. I got faith the size of a mustard seed, but I got a God that can move mountains. I have a God that can split open seas. I got a God who is able to do miracles. I got a God who can raise the dead. I have a God who can heal my soul. I have a God who can forgive my sin. I have a God who can restore my life. I have a God who moves every mountain. So I don't need no mountain moving faith. I'm going to use the mustard seed I got, and I'm going to let the great, big, wonderful God 
who has all authority, all dominion in heaven and earth and beneath the earth work in my life and make judgments that set me free. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's why you're here at Teen Challenge, and that's why you're here for these next few days, because the God who's able to move mountains is going to move in your life very powerfully, and you won't be having to wrestle with that monster in your dreams anymore. Glory be to God. Your mind will be at peace, and your soul will be at rest. <laughs> Because the one who has called you has called you to be blessed. He said, I'll bless you in this city. I'll bless you in the country. I'll bless you when you go in. I'll bless you when you go out. I'll bless your kneading bowl. That means anything that you set your hands to, I will bless because my nature is to bless. Hallelujah. That's the God who loves you. That's the God who's sitting at the gate. That's the God who's already decided. Say with me, already decided. Come on, say with me, already decided. He's already decided that you are an overcomer. He's already decided that greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. He's already decided that you are strong and you're not weak. He's already decided that he began a good work in you and he will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's already decided that you're going to be victorious. He's already decided that you're going to have your right mind back. He's already decided that you will, just like they look back and he said, you'll never see those Egyptians again. You will never see that drug bondage again. You, it's drowned in the sea of forgetfulness. It's drowned in the sea of his power. It's drowned in the sea of his grace. It's drowned in the sea of his love. And you will never meet that demon again because God has set you free. He's already decided. Come on, say it with me. He's already decided. Come on, stand. He's already decided. Come on. He's already decided. Come on. He's already decided. One more time. He's already decided. One more time. He's already decided. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let your heart be connected to the praise and the prayers that come out of your mouth and you will see miracles. Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you, God, that you brought them here to set them free. Lord, you brought them here to hear their cry and their plea. You brought them here to make judgments real in their life that you've already decided. You brought them here to give them strength so that they can walk in the miracle grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You brought them here so that they will never go back. You brought them here so that they will look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith. You brought them here to fill them with the power of your spirit. You brought them here to cause them to be seated in heavenly places in Christ. You brought them here for salvation, for deliverance, and for your glory to fall on them just as it did in the temple. 
when Solomon prayed, fire came and consumed the sacrifice. Lord, all this week, every person who stands on this platform and sing and proclaim your name, every person in the congregation who declares your name, I thank you that fire, the glory of God, will come to consume the sacrifices that are offered to you in worship, in word, in prayer, and in service. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.